JD. Hello. You're back. Back in black. <laughs> the final edition of whatever the fuck this is. <laughs> the Tough 10 Review Podcast. Mm-hmm. Season 10. We pretty much cruised right through to the end. We did. We even watched the fucking finale card. We well, watched some fights. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. The ones we care about. <laughs> That's true. The the fights the yeah, the fights and, that had and, participants in them. Me, yeah, and maybe one we didn't care about, James McSweeney. <laughs> Fuck James McSweeney, as we will get into. We watched yep. episode ten, eleven, quote unquote twelve, and the finale. Let's start with episode ten. Let's do it. That was the second corner finals, I think. No. Yeah, it must have been, yes. Let's see, 10, 11, 12. Yeah, something like that. Because 11 was all the semis, right? 11, 11 and 12 were, were all the semis. Yeah, 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 yeah. This was the last... Episode 10 was the last quarterfinals. Yeah, they pretty much finished them off, I think. Unless I'm wrong. I might be wrong. <laughs> we just watched this, and we don't remember, because we spent like four hours watching people fight. We did, we did. <laughs> there was There was a lot of stuff to see. Let's get into it. Team Rashad is training, and usual meathead shenanigans is what I have. Yep. Uh, I think he was complaining about his concussion. No, he was telling them that I don't have a concussion, I just had a bad headache. Yeah, yeah, he was, you know, visited the doctor, and everything seemed, you know, quote-unquote fine. He was the one saying it was fine, so, you know, who are we to trust his word anytime? But <laughs> it's the only word we had at the moment. Uh, Trevor Rittman assistant coach of Rashad Evans is like, nah, he's a fucking liar. And then the coaches debate whether Matt Mitrione is, is should even stay here. I keep wanting to call him Meathead because that's what I have in my notes. But yeah. I want to call him by his proper name because because the proper name is what he is. Yeah, yeah. I said, And then at the house, McSweeney's being a bitch. I don't remember what happened here. Oh, oh yeah, I remember. Uh, McSweeney's being a bitch because how dare Matt Mitrione have a concussion? If he doesn't want to fight, he 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 better not fight me because I'm James McSweeney and I'm a son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Scott Junk still has black eyes from his fight with um, uh, whoever he whoever he fought. I forgot. Yep. It was it was Mitrione actually. It was Yeah, you're right. Fuck. Yeah. Well, he still has black eyes four yep. weeks later. Team Rampage is training, and Rampage breaks the news that Meathead is returning to the competition after the doctors cleared him, basically. Uh, this is where we learn that Kimbo injured his knee off-camera during a, during a jiu-jitsu practice. They, yeah. they discuss Kimbo Slice being kicked in the leg and how that would be detrimental to his chances of winning a fight. Yeah, very much. Uh, Kimbo doesn't know how to defend leg kicks and asks Rampage for his advice. Rampage gives him the wrong advice. I forgot what he said, <laughs> but I, <laughs> but it wasn't check the leg kick. It was, it was something stupid like, oh, yeah, it, it was, yeah. it was, oh, take take the other guy down. No, that doesn't really work when your yeah, leg yeah, is broken. Yeah, yeah, Kimbo is really frustrated with that advice and like, yeah, he wasn't really all that happy because he's like well what the, what the hell am i supposed to do man <laughs> uh team rashad is training again brendan straight is training in striking and takedowns with mcsweeney uh roy jumps in to train brendan 
because Rashad is not allowed to train them anymore anymore because it's his fighter again. It's a member of his team versus a member of his team. So yep, don't want to you know promote favoritism. Oh, of course not. But we'll get it. We'll get it later. <laughs> uh, Brendan Schaub is fighting John Matson, and apparently he hates him. I don't know why, but he says I don't. I don't fucking care about John Matson. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't really see them interact all that. Well, to be fair, I didn't really see John Matson interact at all with anybody really. But <laughs> he was in the first episode because he won it, and then that's right, all I remember. right. Yeah, a um, couple of camera shots here and there, but he didn't really like, you know. We didn't see him, like, doing much in the house. Oh, oh I know. <laughs> uh, Kimbo's rehabbing. Kimbo has a lesion in his knee and can't continue the show. But unofficially can't continue the show is what I'm what I'm understanding from this scene. They later yeah. tell us it's arthritis. Yeah. And then I think immediately after, he went and talked to Dana White about it. Um... Is it here? I don't think it's here. I don't. I don't remember. Maybe it oh, was. Okay. <laughs> but up next, we get the coaches' challenge, which I thought they weren't gonna do on the season. And uh, JD, for every season, they do a coaches' challenge. It's always uh-huh. a different competition, and okay. whoever wins the challenge gets different prizes. Well, that would make sense. And this time, it was the volleyball. It was beach volleyball in a parking lot. Yep. Uh, which is about as you know American as it gets. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was Rampage and Tiki versus Rashad and I I called this guy Vaughn. I I don't had, yeah, I don't know his had, like, name. He had like six names to him, like a first name, four middle names, and a last name or something <laughs> like that. I don't remember. <laughs> it was a tall, bald dude with crooked teeth. And it was yeah. <laughs> uh... And it was not James McSweeney. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck James McSweeney. <laughs> uh, what happens here? Oh, Rev, yeah. The winner gets $10,000, and their fighters, the, the members of their team, get 1500 each. Yep. Uh, they have a best out of three, I believe, right? Yep, they did. The first so. one was won by Team, team Rampage. Correct. They smoked yep. Team Rashad, basically. Yep, pretty much. And Rashad was getting really frustrated, and, you know, Rampage was pretty much, like, you know, taking advantage of it. He was taking so much joy in seeing Rashad lose his cool. Uh, yeah, as always, as is the case with uh, Mr. Quinton Jackson here. Yep. Uh, Team Rashad wins the second game. And uh, I think it was close, right? It was, like, 13-15. Something like that. And then finally, Tim Rashad wins another close third game. Yep. Uh, Rampage had a good time as Rashad is being a shitty winner. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Rashad fucking sucks when he's not a coach. What the fuck? Right, right. I was I was getting on that too. Like, Rashad was definitely starting a lot of the, uh, at least the more recent stuff as the season went on, Rashad was definitely starting a lot of those things. Yeah, I think the, like the confidence of oh, all my fighters are gonna make it to the fucking finals just got to his head. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rampage had a, I said that already. At the house, Kimbo stares at the moon, and then they give him his first ice bath, and he isn't taking it very well. 
Um, oh, but everyone else is taking it. Oh, very well, Wes though. Sims is enjoying this fucking <laughs> suffering. He's he's watching. Uh, for those that don't know, an ice bath is they get a bucket, they fill it with water and ice, and like the fighter jumps into the bucket and stays there for a minute or so. This is basically mm-hmm. a way to reduce inflammation and slash or injuries. Also, it's more of a uh, mental exercise more than anything. Definitely. Team Rashad is training. Again. Brendan is being betrayed by Coach Rashad. Huh. I don't remember what happened here, but <laughs> seeing as how the rest of the episodes turn out, this is surprising. Uh, Team Rashad is training again because it's Team Rashad versus Team Rashad. And Matt Mitrion is ready, is what he says. Rashad sits him down and asks him, are you you really ready? Because in there, it's not a fucking game. Come on. Come on, dude. And uh, Rashad basically says, look, I'm going to call Dana White. I'm going to tell him that you're out of the show. And Mitrion just says nothing. Then Dana White comes in. Do you have notes on the Dana White pep talk? Um, I do not. That's all right, because he didn't say much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he basically says, if you don't want to fucking fight, then don't fucking fight. Because if, if you came here to not fight, you came to the wrong fucking place. Oh, yeah. Ha, ha, I, ha, ha. I actually thought I was missing something. Like, it was the one-on-one Dana with Matt. But no, the, the part where he came in and talked to all the fighters, but was, like, secretly hinting at Matt. Yes, I do. <laughs> I'm not talking about anyone in particular. Stares at Matt Mitrion. Yeah. <laughs> Dana uh, has a really tough time at hiding his, like, you know, personal opinions and <laughs> you should see subliminal messaging. <laughs> and Dana's very bad at keeping a poker face. Yep. Um, he basically says if Meathead is medically cleared officially by the doctor tomorrow, uh, he's competing. Unless he doesn't want to. Which, in that case, a spot might open up for any of you guys. Yep. Everyone knows he's talking about Kimbo Slice. Because Kimbo Slice is the fucking cash cow of this show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we get weigh-ins. This is a very disorganized episode, I've noticed. Yeah, yeah. We get weigh-ins suddenly, and Brendan Shaw weighs in at 239, John Matson weighs in at 247. Nothing crazy happens in the weigh-ins, unlike uh, the previous episodes. So we move on to fight day. Yep. <laughs> Brendan gets slapped by Mick Fuckhead. <laughs> he, he really likes to slap people, doesn't he? <sighs> There's a lot of things he likes to do. Yeah. <laughs> make make asshole here. Uh so a little backstory on these fuckers. Brendan Schaub, Mick Sweeney, Rashad Evans, as far as I know, are all part of Team Greg Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh Team Greg Jack or like Jackson MMA. Jackson Wink MMA is a MMA gym where people train. It's based in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Famous for having Holly Holm and uh Another asshole you might have heard of, John Jones. Uh, There's definitely a bias within these three. They always stick together. Um, Rashad is clearly favoring his Team Greg Jackson guys. I don't want to say Team Jackson because it might sound like I'm talking about 
Rampage's team. So I'm just going to say Team Greg Jackson. Uh, but yeah, there's definitely a bias between these three. They they always stick together, and they um, they have the same mentality, basically. So, mm -hmm. so let's see. Madsen gets a pep talk as he shadowboxes, which, and he doesn't get slapped, thankfully. This basically is going to be a wrestler in John Madsen versus the boxer of um, Brenda Schaub. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. The referee for this fight is Josh Rosenthal. Uh, round one is pretty eventful, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Shit happened here. Uh, Brenda and the boxer stuffs a takedown. He doesn't want it. He doesn't want to get taken down by a wrestler. John Madsen, yep. I remember from the first episode. I remember his wrestling. He, he um, yeah, he pretty much took down Abe Wagner. The probably the bloodiest fight in the entire season and he was just you know on top of abe and uh just kept pounding into him and abe was doing nothing and the whole stadium was bloody <laughs> um, Dude, i don't remember the... i don't remember abe wagner <laughs> when he, <laughs> he said it's like yeah he was like the accountant guy <laughs> when he said abe wagner i thought of uh that southern asshole uh I don't know the southern asshole. <laughs> the, the big dude, the, big, the the guy that fought McSweeney. Oh. Um, big guy over here. Rampage Jackson oh. called him. Yeah, see, I don't even remember him anymore. <laughs> uh I think this is a good time to get into it. Yeah. Re remember <laughs> the story where I told you about Brendan Schaub and Kimbo Slays? Yes. Uh, when Kimbo Slash says they're talking about our people, one of the one of those people, one of those sixteen guys, was being a super ass asshole racist, and uh, right. that's why the the guys wanted to beat him up. And every time I watch this show, I'm like, could it be him? Could it be this guy? Could it be that guy? And I I don't want to point fingers at anyone because I don't think that's uh, legal. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but I seem to have a pretty good idea of who it is, based on uh, the interviews we've been watching. Right, right. Uh, back to the fight. <clears throat> John Matson throws Brendan Shop down and punches Brendan as Brendan's trying to shrimp out. Um, but instead of like going apeshit on him like he did in, on on his first fight, he kind of just lays there on top of Brendan Schaub and the referee has to stand up back up. Yep. Uh, this this entire round is basically a, a smothering by John Madsen. So he, he easily won this fight. He's, he, yeah, he easily won this round, at least for me. Did he see it going that way, or...? Uh, yeah. I pretty much, like, you know, again, up to that point, I didn't really see... Brendan all that much so I didn't really know what he did and I didn't know <laughs> what he was capable of because mm -hmm. you know the cameras were always on other people but um right yeah John Madsen he was pretty much doing the same thing that he was doing in his first fight and you know using his strengths and his strengths were you know at least giving him the advantage in that round we're gonna run through this real quickly because we have like a shit we ton have more so to go much through. to go through yeah <laughs> uh brendan schaub lands a beautiful one two for a ko the winner by ko brendan schaub the fighters mm -hmm. shake hands and hug and that's about it for episode 10 i think 
Yeah. Episode 11 and 12. So these were the semifinals, right? They... Let me check. Because... Uh, because there was a... Like, I thought... No, no, these, this is the last uh, quarterfinals. And after oh, this... Oh, it was... Oh, it was... Um, Yeah, I remember it now. It was McSweeney versus Matreon. That is the one. Episode 11. This is where Kimbo meets with Dana. Oh, this re- is the one that. where... Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Kimbo does meet with Dana White. And, you know, Dana's asking about Kimbo's knee and how he's doing. And, you know... Does he still want to fight? Because, you know, Dana is really just tired of Matt Matreon not making up his mind, <laughs> not deciding what the hell he's going to do. And so he's like, all right, I'm going to like usually in this spot, I'm going to like, you know, other fighters will come in and say like, hey, he doesn't want to fight. Put me in, put me in. And no one was doing it. So I'm just going to make that decision myself. And Kimbo, <laughs> come fight. And Kimbo was like, no, I I really can't. I'm not one to turn down a fight, but with the knee, I just, I don't want to put myself in that situation. And Dana was pretty disappointed, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say so. Uh, this is where we officially learned that Kimbo has arthritis. Um, Dana's like, oh, but there there are so many solutions. You can get a fucking cortisone shot. And <laughs> Kimbo's like, no, cortisone shots fucking fuck you up in the long term. I don't want to do that to my body. Yeah. So for the time being, Kimbo is not being considered as a replacement. The next scene, Mitrion calls, calls the doctor and says that he's good, he's good to go. The doctor clears him and mm-hmm. says, if you're good to go, then awesome. You can go fight. Over the phone. <laughs> yeah. I thought there was a process to this, but with Matt Mitrion, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know Gotta get it in front of the cameras, man. <laughs> <laughs> Team Rashad is training. McSweeney hates Matt, so he's fighting him. I don't know what that sentence means. He, he was always going to fight him. Yeah. But, uh, sure. Uh, Shab thinks it's an easy victory for James McSweeney, his, his Greg Jackson teammate. Uh, mm-hmm. This is where Matt Mitchell reveals he's been faking it the entire time, and I thought, you fucking smart dude, you. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to be honest. My opinion kind of changed a little bit for Matreon after that. Like, he's still kind of an asshole person, but, like, we were all kind of, like, suspecting of, like, well, is this real? Is it not? What's going on? And he was totally messing with, like, everyone's heads, even Mm -hmm. us who were watching. And I'm like, okay, I'll give you that one, Matreon. (laughs) You got us. (laughs) Matreon was like, I'm unstable, but I'm not that unstable. Yeah. (laughs) And I thought, you fucking... Genius! You, you, yeah. you played with all of us, and that's so smart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at the house, Scott Junk has to retire from fighting because of a torn retina he suffered at the hands of Matt Mitrione in their fight. Yep. I believe it was torn in two spots in his eye. That's, and yeah. He was pretty much devastated, and, you know, he was saying, like, you know, if this doctor's going to tell me, I'm going to get a second opinion, and if that doctor tells me the same thing, then I'm going to go find a third doctor, and I'm just going to keep finding doctors until one tells me I can fight. <laughs> Not a sad advice for for any aspiring fighters that are hearing this fucking podcast. Right, right. Please. Take care of yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get Michael Bisbing. Michael Bisbing for JD. Michael Bisping <laughs> is uh, a fighter that 
pretty much fought his half of his career with one eye. The other eye was a glass eye. So there oh. you go. Uh, yeah. He won a championship with one eye, so he's not that bad. Man. <laughs> That's good on him for not needing depth perception. <laughs> well, Scott Junk needs depth perception, and he had eye surgery in his eye, but that didn't yeah. go too well. Big Baby's upset about this news, and he ponders it on the way to the gym. Yeah. Would you like to get into this? Well, it was quite a dramatic scene, and you will understand how he gets the baby in Big Baby. (laughs) (laughs) Because, oh my lord. (laughs) It pretty much, like you know, he was contemplating, like, you know, it could happen to anyone, and for someone who is so passionate about something to have to, you know, not be able to do his passion anymore, it Mm -hmm. really got to Marcus Jones's head. And, you know, the next scene, we see Team... I believe Team Rashad was training, or they were... All in the gym at some point. Team Rashad just got done training. It was Team okay. Rampage time. Yeah. So they were switching out. Yes. Yeah. And so we see that Marcus Jones is right in the face of Matt Matreon saying, oh, I'm going to fuck you up. And he's like, like, as emotional and furious as anyone can ever see. Mm-hmm. And Matt Matreon's like, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> everyone's confused at this. Uh. Yeah, everyone's super confused at this. So I think somebody finally came and separated them and walked Marcus out of there while Matt is still like looking around like, what what, what, what happened? <laughs> uh, they, and, yeah. And so, you know, Marcus finally gets to sit down with Rampage, and I think it's Rampage. And they it, talk it about... Was, yeah. yeah, yeah, and so... The two of them talk it over, and they're like, you know, these things happen. And this was probably the first time that I've seen Rampage actually be a good coach. Rampage because... is a fucking, the rational human being was not something yeah, I expected yeah. on the show. <laughs> because he was actually giving sound advice to Marcus to calm him down. He's and... like, look, do you want to be off the show? Because if you get into a fight with a guy just for no no real reason, because... Okay, Scott Junk is injured. Scott Junk's eye is fucked up. He needs to retire. It's not like Matt Mitrione w- woke up one day and decided, okay, I'm going to poke this yeah, dude in the yeah. eye and fuck him up. No, it it's, happened accidentally in a fight. Calm down. Yeah. It's one of the risks that happen when you do such a violent you know, sports such as this. It's one of the risks that's going to happen. Like, you know, baseball, things happen where, you know, a bat breaks in half and one of the bats goes and hits the pitcher and he goes down. Like, Mm -hmm. line drives go off of people's heads and, you know, they're out cold and on the injured list. Like, these things happen in, you know, physical, physically active sports. (laughs) Yeah, fucking hockey's as violent as anything i've ever seen exactly (laughs) so like calm down big baby but i get it i understand right right uh in the meantime uh matt mitrione finally hears the news of what he did and he was he's also devastated but not as much as big baby is right he understands that like it's something that happens everyone understands that like 
it was an accident. But Big Baby, because he's new to the sport, I think. He's yeah, like, yeah. What the fuck? Right, right. <laughs> and now that I think about it, of all people, it's not like Big Baby hasn't injured anyone. In yeah. training or in actual fights. <laughs> his very first his very first fight against um I don't know, the father guy. He was like <laughs> the father he, guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, he he has a wife and kid to think about. <laughs> oh yeah, fucking whistle boy. Yeah, yeah. He almost like snapped his arm. He did snap his arm, I think. Yeah. Um, or it was at least very close to have happening. Yeah, so big baby like consider calming down sir <laughs> 10 years later um rampage arrives and consoles big baby big baby we talked about this big baby still hates matt mitrion though so whatever yeah we have another set of weigh-ins matt mitrion and james mcsweeney mitrion is 256 and james mcsweeney is 229 oh this is where we hear good news scott junk did another surgery and he can fight again, although the doctor recommended that he shouldn't fight again. Ah, uh, yes. Was this before or after the weigh-ins? This was before the weigh-ins, as as the fighters were coming in. Gotcha. To, to line okay. Alright, gotcha. Uh, this was the fucking Mitrion and McSweeney have a very intense stare-down, and then yeah, they start they, shoving um, each other. Ah, uh, McSweeney started it. <laughs> <laughs> he very much started it. He got, like... You know, Matreon, he was doing the pose where he was like, he was standing there, fists up, like staring down. And McSweeney, he didn't like put his fists up. He just like got in his face and like, you know, cocked his head at an angle and like just decided just to stare into his soul. Yeah, because and, I'm James McSweeney and I'm an asshole. Yeah. And then, you know, after a little bit of like, you know, these things usually take a certain amount of time. Right. After an amount of time, Matreon, you know, finally realizes what it's happened. Or he finally decides to do something about it. And so he decides just to, like, you know, move, I think, a slightly closer. You know, challenge yeah. him a little bit. And yeah. McSweeney just pushed him. <laughs> it was an S. Of all the things that McSweeney has done, this is very low on the list. Yeah, yeah, this was 100%. Like, I know nobody really likes Matt Matreon because of his, like, you know, mind games and stuff and hmm. the way he acts, but McSweeney definitely was in the wrong on that one. <laughs> you know what? As a viewer, I love Matt Matreon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't care <laughs> what the fighters think. I love this guy. He makes this show fun, whether yeah, you like yeah. it or not. I, I wasn't particular to him at first because I saw him as, like, you know, every show needs an antagonist of some sort. Mm -hmm. um, someone for everyone to hate. And I was kind of jumping on the bandwagon. But after a little while and seeing, like, you know, who he was and what he was doing with the mind games, I started to actually grow on him as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was. He, he kind of turned it around for me as well. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll get more into him later because. I remember the season going way differently. Yeah. Um, as they were having the shoving contest, Team Rampage is just laughing in the background. I don't know if he heard that or not. Yeah. Uh, fight day. Matt is on the bus, on a separate bus, alone on the way to the venue. Yeah, wow. I saw that too. I'm like, what's going on there? Yeah, he doesn't have a corner because no one likes him on the team. 
Oh my god. Yeah, and uh, McSweeney has his Greg Jackson boys, except uh, Rashad Evans, because he's an impartial dude, quote unquote. Um, Roy Nelson is like, all right, I'll corner Meathead, whatever. And Roy Nelson is the sole corner man of Meathead. Yep. Uh, Meathead warms up th- in the kitchen, where whereas uh, homeboy McSweeney warms up in the locker room. Mm-hmm. I wrote McSweeney's a bitch. I'm sure he did something. I'm not sure what it was. <laughs> I'm sure he did, too. <laughs> uh, referee for this fight is Herb Dean. Finally. Been a while since I've seen him. Uh, both fighters are left-handed, which is interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah. Me- Meathead was much more relaxed on the feet. Uh meathead although he was better at taking people down and mcsweeney's a kickboxer meathead did not go for a takedown immediately um mcsweeney's throwing everything with power and then mcsweeney takes them meathead mm-hmm. uh, blah, blah, some shit happens on the ground guillotine by james mcsweeney and i'm fucking annoyed and that's the end of the fight yep yep he pretty much tapped out pretty Somewhat quickly, actually, and everyone was kind of jumping on his case afterwards about it. He was preparing to tap out. Yeah. He never fought the hands. Um, guillotines are are not fun. If you've ever been in a guillotine, first of all, it crushes your neck. Second of all, yeah. you can't breathe. So, like, I would prepare to tap out early as well instead of get yeah. my neck fucking cranked. Oh, yeah, shit. just Im- <laughs> just imagine what uh, oh, what's his name like king louis the something from in france like one of those kings that died by a guillotine there's a reason why that (laughs) earned the title of guillotine is because those things are so deadly (laughs) right yeah exactly i i don't think they cut your heads off in mma but it it feels like your head is fucking popping right the fucking shoulders (laughs) backstage (laughs) yeah go ahead no i was gonna say you're pretty much feeling like a mr potato head where your head is just (laughs) being popped off and <laughs> rearrange all the body parts while you're at it like <laughs> oh fucking uh spoiler alert for the next episode not for the next fucking thing we're gonna talk about houston alexander kind of looks like mr potato Head. <laughs> oh yeah you're right he does <laughs> uh anyway we'll get into him later uh backstage matt mitrione gives the doctor fighting advice since his teammates don't like him <laughs> yep he kind of tells the doctor yeah don't stick your head up in that fucking cage <laughs> and Doctor's like, um, what day is it? <laughs> <laughs> At the house, uh, big baby segment that I missed because I went to get ice cream. I don't know what happened here, but it's fight day and Marcus Jones is going to fight Daryl. Yep. Uh, do you have anything on the segment before this? Um, was it just a hype video? It might have. And I'm I'm not quite sure. We we were at this for a long time. There's a lot of stuff that I'm that's true. That's not fair. going to remember. <laughs> uh, this is a team rampage versus team uh, Rashad fight. So both men are cornered by their coaches. The yep. referee is Herb Dean again. Mm-hmm. Round one. You love this fight. <laughs> I yeah. I'm I was a I'm a giddy child every time Marcus steps in. <laughs> We pretty much keep our mics muted every single time we do this, just so, you know, we can, like, keep it quiet and not have to hear when the keyboards are going off and typing things. And I I kept 
<laughs> my pal here couldn't hear me laughing because I kept the mic muted, but I would have to turn it on and exclaim my excitement every <laughs> single time Marcus fought because, oh my god, Marcus. Fucking Marcus is a beast. And he wastes no time. He pretty much, like, oh my god, he just goes in so fast for the tackle. <laughs> he reminds me, this is going to sound stupid for so many reasons but he reminds me of habib because habib goes in there you know what he's doing he's gonna take he take he's gonna take you down he's gonna grab and pound you until you give up yep marcus jones he does very habib-esque moves here because here here's the first thing he does is he takes on daryl great that's what habib would probably do then he does the Habib crucifix, which Habib did to Michael Johnson, where he has the the, the arm and the head trapped be- between the legs, and he punches down in between his legs instead mm-hmm. of the Roy Nelson crucifix, where I'm going to lay perpendicular to you and just land, land blows to your head. Uh, and he keeps going for submissions. Which he knows he's probably not going to get, but they get him into a better position and he starts raining down punches from hell. He really does. Um, Yeah, so it's it's just a ground and pound and then it's not even a TKO. It's a legitimate KO on the ground. Daryl was. He took some punches and oh my god, they were actual like direct to the head punches <laughs> fuck it, his head bounced like off the canvas and oh, it really did the ref was like all right he's out and everyone's like all right he's out and that was the end of the fight that was the last quarterfinal fight mm-hmm. the semi-final fights are as chosen by dana white roy nelson versus james mcsweeney and brendan Schaub versus marcus jones <clears throat> my voice cracked there. Brendan Schaub versus Marcus Jones. Um, as you can see here, there are three Team Rashad members and one Team Rampage member. Rampage believes that believes in Marcus Jones, and he says, "If Marcus Jones believes in Marcus Jones as much as Rampage believes in Marcus Jones, then Marcus Jones wins." <laughs> uh, Rashad Evans is being a piece of shit, and he goes and rips Tiki about some picture on myspace kinda oh yeah yeah kind of shows About you the age like... of the show right right um and then rashad and rampage talk shit since th- since their fight is also close yep spoiler alert everybody their fight is not nearly as good as the trash talk yeah <laughs> uh at the house we get a big baby vignette where he God, i don't remember what he did they were hyping him up, basically. Yeah. Uh, Team Rampage is training. Big Baby's game plan is to take down Brendan Schaub. I don't know how that's different from any other thing he's done so far. <laughs> um, Tiki arrives in a sick car. I don't. I don't know what kind of car it was, but it, it was. was awesome. um, it was some sort of um, Chevy brand, like one of those. Like it was either like a Chevy Tahoe or like an Escalade or. One of those like big SUVs, and it had like you know like twenty something inch rims, and it was pretty decked out. I was gonna say an Escalade, but it didn't have the fucking like logo on on the front. It yeah, had it another c- logo. It could have been like a Chevy or a GMC Yukon, one of those you know 
yeah, one yeah, of yeah. those like big SUVs that can fit like ten people in it. <laughs> yeah, but this car is, looked awesome, and it, it was painted like orange and shit. It, it's probably like the douchiest car I've ever seen, but I don't know. I I have a thing for cars like that. <laughs> um, Tiki arrives in a car, but his, like he has teddy bears in the back seat, and and apparently their their sick prank, bro, is to grab these teddy bears, take them to the Team Rashad locker room, and then paint the locker room pink because yep. they're children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much just girlify the room. <laughs> I didn't think they were gonna paint. Like, why? Why cause so much trouble to yourself? <laughs> just, right, right. Like, so stupid. And and the funny part is they're doing this, and they're not even like paying it off because Rampage is not winning the money from the whole season. <laughs> so they're literally spending all of this money. <laughs> they didn't even win the. Goddamn volleyball game. Like, why are they spending all this money? <laughs> and not only that, like, it's been, what, this is the 11th, 12th episode, officially, as as we saw. And um, the trash talk kept escalating and escalating to the point where I thought, okay, one of these episodes, Rampage is going to throw a punch and shit's going to go down, yeah? They got dangerously close. They got dangerously close. Yeah. <laughs> But then the fucking pranks are, oh, I'm going to put teddy bears in the locker room. Ha <laughs> ha, right, so right. funny. Fuck off, dude. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the the two actions don't match to me. Right, right. At the house, please talk about this fucking James McSweeney segment that I fucking hated where he drew on someone's head. Yeah. And it was a guy that we've talked about before about how everyone likes to like pick on him. Like mm-hmm. there are like there are a couple people. This this um what's his name? Zach. I think his name is Zach. Zach, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he had a nickname like Linderman or something. Kimbo Slice gave him the nickname Linderman. Yeah. Because he looks like Shrek or something. I don't I don't know what the reason yeah. is. <laughs> I I didn't understand that either. But anyways, James McSweeney writes Linda, like the female name Linda on his head. And then, you know, they get a laugh and then he finishes writing and he just puts gay at the end. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Linda uh, gay. And uh, like, this is in a position where, uh, I-, I almost call him Linderman where Zach can't see it because it's above your, your ear. And yeah, pretty Zach much. had shaved his head into a fucking mohawk. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. And, he had to use, like, a camcorder to see what it said, because no one would tell him what he wrote. Yeah, and, uh, like, first of all, you dumb motherfucker, why would you let anyone write on your head, let alone McFuckface? Yeah. And why would you shave your head into a fucking mohawk? That's just... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Mohawks are yep. are stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did not like have... this statement. Yeah, please, please proceed. Yeah, and then we have a scene where Zach's in the shower, I believe. No, 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 or, no. He was in the bathroom. He was in the bathroom. No, that, that's that's still uh, that's oh, the that's next day. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, uh, never mind. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll I'll let you talk about that one because I hated it too. Uh, uh, I mean, while we're being consistent about reasons why we hate McSweeney. Fuck yeah, let's, <laughs> let's go with it. Yeah, why not? <laughs> so the next day, 
Zach's in the bathroom, and he reveals that he's claustrophobic. He had, like, a little camera talk-down scene where he explains this because um, the door to the bathroom in his bedroom can be cut off, or it can be blocked by the sink cabinet. If you pull out the drawers, the door to the bathroom can't move, and you can actually trap someone in that bathroom. Mm -hmm. And so Zach finishes up, and he gets trapped, and he nearly broke that door in half trying to bust it open so he could get out. Yeah, and uh, fucking uh, fuckface opened the drawers to block Zach in. Yep, he sure did. And he came out, and he confronted him about it, and the two pretty much squared off. <laughs> I wouldn't say pretty much. They 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 had a shoot fight right there in the yeah, fucking bedroom, yeah. which unfortunately was won by McFuckface, the fucking bully with a standing guillotine. Yep. Um. Zach just told him to like fuck off. He doesn't want to see him, and McSweeney's like. Oh, the, uh, what you gonna do about it if I don't leave? <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm like, I was like, Roy Nelson, please fucking knock this dude's brain cells out of his head, um, please. Zach, Zach said the same exact thing. <laughs> yeah, because he. If you want to talk about fucking villains, this dude is the biggest villain I've ever oh, seen on the show. Oh, he really is. He really is. Matt Mitrione to me is an innocent bystander and in all this fucking <laughs> bullshit. I've. What happened tonight? I'll fight the... Wait, no. Oh, we, we skipped ahead, sorry. Uh, back to the previous day. Uh, Team Rashad was training. Uh, Rashad Evans was the first to arrive at the gym. He's the first to see the redecorated room. Oh, yeah, with, we totally skipped over the room. That's right. Yeah, with the pink uh, fucking paint and the teddy bears. And I'm pretty sure there was a blow-up doll with his, <laughs> like, boxers on. His Yeah, his fight shorts. They, they Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, this was basically to focus on, oh, I mean, the training session was basically to focus on Roy Nelson saying, I don't care how I, how I win. And James McSweeney that wants to knock Roy out because Roy has never been knocked out in his career. Um, then the fucking bathroom thing happens and then fight day happens. Rashad and company show up at the house to, to talk with James McSweeney because he's, he's their boy. Um, Roy Nelson is riding with Team Rampage. He's riding to the venue with Team Rampage because his team hates him. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Whitman says a poem to McSweeney in the bedroom. Yeah, he was being very Dr. Seuss in this episode. <laughs> Everything was rhyming and... It was a usual Trevor Whitman, uh... Uh coaching style or coaching yeah. uh talk if you've ever seen trevor whitman at work um roy like meathead warms up in the kitchen and to the fight we go the referee for this fight is steve mazzucati uh who did you think was gonna win this fight um i thought roy was going to win this one i think you know he Roy pretty much is, like, a force to be reckoned with. He doesn't go down easily, and, you know, once he gets on top of you, it's game over. <laughs> yeah. And McSweeney just has, like, 
he just had inconsistencies, I think would be the best word. Like, he, he, he fights, and he's got the kicking, which no one else there kicks like <laughs> right. McSweeney does. But, like, I don't know. McSweeney just didn't really, like, land things consistently. And he was just, you know, he can kind of be all over. He can be very hit or miss. <laughs> yeah, McSweeney is... It's a Far Cry Farmer's first fight where he fucking gassed out in round one. Yeah. Um, this is a much more refined McSweeney. This was a kickboxing-oriented, no-shitty jump kick. Fucking 360 jump kick. Yeah. No gimmick. scope, 420 blaze it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty like, much, yeah. Dude, that's... MLG. <laughs> that's what I think he is in, in real life, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's get down to the round. McSweeney throws everything with power. He does a standing guillotine, his favorite fucking bedroom fight move. <laughs> uh, they disengage. Roy rocks him with a huge overhand, and then he takes him down. He puts him in the crucifix. And um, unlike the crucifix he put Kimbo Slice in, Roy Nelson puts McSweeney in a crucifix, and he rains punches from hell on this dude. He you was can, bloody. You can hear thuds against the fucking mat. Yeah, and, this is probably the second bloodiest fight right behind Abe Wagner's. Yeah, Mick Sweeney is fucking... Fountain of, of red is coming out of his nose here. Yeah. Um, And there was no counting this time, as opposed to the last crucifix we saw. This was just a beatdown, and the referee was very quick to, to just stop the fight. Yeah. And, and I... Happily, excitedly wrote, "Fuck you, James McSweeney!" As the referee stopped this fight. Yeah. Uh, Roy Nelson talks shit again after winning the fight, but Dana White, unlike last time, is now impressed. So our first finalist is Team Rashad's Roy Nelson. Uh, we get another fight on the same episode. Yep. We get Team Rashad training. Uh, Brendan trains in the cage alone. He's more keen on letting his hands go because his last fighter was his last fight was against a wrestler, but this time it's against Big, Big Baby, Baby. Which I can't classify him as anything. He's not a striker, definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is not a wrestler. He is a jujitsu. I'm even reluctant to say jujitsu guy. He's he's a big dude that has so much power that. You kind of, you kind of have to be careful of everything. Right, right. This is where we get Rashad and Rampage talking shit, and it gets more intense than usual. And uh, my favorite line in here is, "You're a coward ass bitch," and that's gonna be my new line forever. <laughs> <laughs> Team Rampage is training. Big Baby is Rampage's first and last chance at winning this show. Yep. Big Baby. Made, managed managed to make it seven to one. He broke Team Rashad's winning streak, and now he's almost made it to the finals. He just has to get through Brendan Schaub, which Brendan Schaub has looked impressive. Okay, mm-hmm. he's in the best shape out of most most of them on the show, but he hasn't been as dominant as Big Baby. Right, right. Fight day. Josh Rosenthal. It's our referee again. Uh, round one. Takedown by Big Baby. Big Baby goes for the Habib crucifix. He doesn't get it, but he does get full mount. Uh, 
Brendan uses his jujitsu to get into half guard and defend. And then they finally disengage. Then Big Baby starts walking like Frankenstein. His fucking arms are outstretched in front of him. He's walking very slowly. You can tell he's not as comfortable on the feet as he is on the ground. Right. So Brendan does his signature punch, the one-two. He knocks down Big Baby and he goes for a grand pound. It was it was brutal grand pound. Not gonna, it, not gonna lie. Yeah, it totally was. <laughs> yeah. Uh... The fight was stopped later than it should have been, to, to mm-hmm. me. And then Brendan Chobb wins, excitedly makes cage angels in the cage. Yep. This officially makes it zero Team Rampage members in the competition. And the finals are going to be Roy Nelson versus Brendan Chobb. Mm-hmm. Big Baby announces his retirement. As he gets in an ambulance and rides away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm laughing. This is the most... I've never seen this before. He he was standing. He was standing outside the fucking tough gym or whatever you want to call it. The garage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. He was talking to the camera. His face looked fine. His head looked fine. He... You wouldn't tell he was in a fight. If you right, looked at him. right. He announces his retirement, says, I don't want to put my wife through this anymore, which, fine, yeah, I get it. I, If you have loved ones, please don't put them through that. Um, right. He then briskly walks on his feet into the ambulance, <laughs> where they had a stretcher made ready for him. He never sat on the stretcher. He sat on the side with the other paramedics, and the, the ambulance just drove away. It's like a limo, but, but it's instead an ambulance. Right, right. I didn't understand this. This was the end of episode... This was the end of a tough 10, basically. Yep. As a show. But we still have a finale to go. We do. I need to explain the finale for those who are go not for it. familiar. So the finale show is a fight card. It has the finals on it. But it, holds, it also has other fights from the UFC world in it. Like, we had John Jones and Matt Hamill as the co-main... Was it the co... Yeah, it was the co-main event. We had uh, Frankie Edgar fighting some dude in, mm-hmm. like, the third fight. We also have, like, losers from the competition fighting because they want to test their skills. Because the UFC want them to test their skills in the UFC. And this is a thing that a lot of people don't know. The losers of the competition don't get fired and never heard from again. They usually get contracts, not as lucrative as the winner gets. But if they have some talent, they'll usually get a chance to to show their skills. This finale is commentated by Mike Goldberg and Joe Rogan. We get commentary, finally, after listening to like men yelling in a garage. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good change of pace. Um, yeah. <laughs> the first fight is Matt Mitrione versus Big Baby. This is the first fight we watched. Mm-hmm. I was looking forward to this because I thought... I was looking forward to this one, too. Yeah, I thought Matt Mitrione would do better. Oh, I forgot to tell you my Matt Mitrione experience. <laughs> that oh, sounds yeah. wrong. Um, this is how I remember the show going down. I remember um, Mitrione getting a knee injury and dropping out of the competition. I remember 
Kimbo Slice did not replace him. But Marcus Jones did. I remember Team Rashad sweeping. And then Mitrion dropping out. And then Marcus Jones jumping in. Because I don't remember Matt Mitrion losing. Maybe mm. maybe my brain just blocked James McSweeney out of my head for 10 years. Right, right. But, yeah. And Matt Mitrion is fuck- no fucking slouch, dude. He's a good fighter. He was the Bellator uh, heavyweight champion for a while. He beat Roy Nelson. Did he beat? Yeah, he beat Roy Nelson in the finals of the fucking um, Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's why I thought he... He didn't. I knew he didn't win, but I also thought he'd never lost. He just dropped out due to injury. But apparently, that's not how it went. And therefore, when it when I saw Matt Mitrione versus Big Baby, I thought, oh, Matt Mitrione's gonna smoke this dude easily. Hmm. Uh, I was wrong. <laughs> Round one. Steve Mazgadi, our referee, by the way. Round one. Big Baby takes him down with the usual Big Baby takedown. He goes. Yeah. <laughs> goes for the heavy fucking crucifix but Matt Mitrione is smart enough to get up uh, he stuffs another takedown they clinch on the fence they disengage and then Big Baby goes for a fucking guillotine uh, Matt Mitrione has the arm in so it's it's harder to finish then Jujutsu Master Big Baby strikes again and he tries to go for an arm bar but that doesn't work um, and then I realized Holy shit, Matt Mitrione is almost as big as Big Baby, but right, but right. Big Baby's so much so muscular that it's, it it overshadows Matt Mitrione. And by the way, Bruce Buffer officially announces Marcus Jones as Marcus Big Baby Jones, so the darkness is no longer his nickname. Um, yeah, that made me laugh for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite oh. part. Right, right. Um, Fucking Big Baby takes him down, manages to take Matt Mitrione down, and he finally gets into the Habib crucifix, but 10 seconds are left in the round, so didn't do much damage. Mm-hmm. I thought easily Big Baby won that round. And I thought, oh shit, I think Big Baby beats Matt Mitrione. <laughs> right. But round two began, they smile at each other, they touch gloves, and Meathead just throws a short hook to the chin of, me, of uh, Big Baby, and Big Baby goes down like a sack of potatoes. Right. You were not happy with this, <laughs> I take it. Um, well, I will admit, like, as excited as I am to see Marcus fight, uh-huh. it was clear after the fight with Brendan Schaub that Marcus has a pretty big weakness. <laughs> yes, yes, you're right. And the thing is, like, if Marcus... He's, he's pretty much a glass cannon where Marcus has a lot of power and he pretty much relies on getting you to the ground and then you're pretty much done for. But if he's standing upright, he can't really do much. And if Marcus gets hit, then, you know, again, glass cannon. And all, all it really <laughs> takes is one hit on him for him to pretty much be out of the fight. And by the way, this is after he announces his re- retirement on national TV. Right, right. So I don't know what this was about. Uh... But yeah, Meathead is fucking amazing, and uh, keep your eye out for that guy. He could be coming to a MMA show near you and fighting someone. Yep. (laughs) 
let's see what Marcus Jones is up to right now because this is the finale episode, so we gotta we gotta wrap this up correctly. Right, right. Marcus Jones is currently a. Um, uh, well, that Mad Mitrion fight was his last fight ever. Uh, mm-hmm. And nothing else is known about him. Yep. He retired to be with, with his family, which is um, um, respectable. There was another word for respectable, but I forgot. forgot <laughs> what it was. Anyway. On to the next fight. James McFuckface versus Daryl. And I really wanted to skip this because I had no faith that Daryl could beat him. Right, right. But we, you... we should just not talk about it. <laughs> I gotta give I mean, props where, where I gotta give that's the true, devil that's his true. due. McFuckface hits a beautiful flying knee uh, for the finish. I need to talk about Mike Goldberg in this fucking fight. Mike Goldberg on commentary is the weirdest fucking dude I've ever heard. Right, and right. I understand this has become Mike Goldberg's mo as of as of his entire UFC career, really. But he goes on and on about the army, and then he says, "Well, Daryl is he's got an emotional day. <laughs> he has an emotional day because in a few days he's gonna go back to serving our country and protecting our our lives." And I'm like, then why is he here? <laughs> right, right. Shouldn't he be on a plane? And uh, he calls him fat indirectly. <laughs> but oh, I must have missed that one. <laughs> oh no, no, you did it. You you pointed it out. Mike Goldberg says, talking to Joe Rogan, he says, "Well, Joe, as you can see, Daryl has put on some size." Oh, ever that's since. right. That's right. <laughs> and joe rogan like kind of chuckles and then changes the subject real quick right but mike goldberg is not letting this go like the next round he goes well we've talked about the size that daryl has put on and i'm like dude (laughs) leave the guy alone but yeah mike goldberg is as much as i miss him on commentary he had his flaws he did uh, this is all about McFuckface. And we got the next fight. Kimbo Slice versus Houston Alexander. Yes. Houston Alexander is not a member of the tough cast. But this is... Wait. Was this... Kim... This is Kimbo Slice's UFC debut. Yeah, it is. It I is. don't know if it's his MMA debut, though. I don't think it is. I think... Um, I don't remember. Let me just uh, do a googly googly. No, no, you're right. Because I think he had like a four and two record. Either that or a three and one. Yeah. I don't remember. Um, you you enjoyed moments in this match. Uh, well, I found moments funny, if that's what you mean. But <laughs> I also had a couple that, yeah, really got. Took me by surprise. Ah, <laughs> uh, you should talk about it as I look All this guy right. up. Well, the fight officially starts about um, three minutes into round two. Um, <laughs> the first round <laughs> and the second round are pretty much Kimbo standing in position in the center with Houston Alexander pretty much doing laps in Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking was... excuse that was given yeah. by houston alexander himself and the fight meeting was he was trying to tire 
Kimbo Slice because Kimbo Slice has arthritis in his knee, as we learned on the show. Yep, and all he did was pretty much ring around the rosy pocket full of posy and just <laughs> occasionally just stick the leg out, try and take out his knee, and then ring around the rosy pocket full of posy. And and he was trying to throw these leg kicks that <laughs> he could have fucking hit me with those, and I wouldn't have felt anything. <laughs> like right, right. Like if they had a sound effect to them, it would have been. <laughs> like... <laughs> It was like kicking That's... a pillow as lightly yeah. as it could. <laughs> but yeah, this was like four minutes of round one. The circling and the kicking of the leg until Kimbo went into street mode, Kimbo, and started throwing shit. Yep, yep. Uh, Kimbo was three and one as of this fight. Okay, gotcha. Yep. Uh, so not his first MMA fight, but definitely his first high-level, world, world elite class-level MMA fight. Right. Um, I could get into an Elite XC rant here, but I don't want to get sidetracked. Uh, what yeah. happened next in round two? Um, I believe probably my favorite fart of... My favorite fart? <laughs> <laughs> probably your favorite uh, fart, yeah. Yes, yeah, so my favorite part of the night. Um, Kimbo has Houston Alexander pinned up against one of the octagon walls. Um, I forget which position, but they were pretty much in close quarters. Kimbo had his hands on Houston, and Houston went up in the air, <laughs> and then Kimbo brought him down. <laughs> <laughs> and it was probably like, oh my god, I screamed like a girl. <laughs> it was probably one of the most exciting things i've ever seen it was such a hard throw down and he landed probably like right on the square of his back he did yeah he landed like on the shoulders and neck it was disgusting it was incredible to say the least <laughs> this was so kimbo had him against the fence right yes waist lock and then when you usually have a waist lock what you want to do or what you know what fighters usually do is i'll like have your waist lock and then kind of shimmy to where i'm fully behind you and then either suplex you from there or just trip you or even just hook in a fucking rear naked as you're standing but kimbo's like nah kimbo is like side has belly on side of houston alexander spins him up in the air and just with all the force of gravity and <laughs> 215 pounds of Kimbo Slice, throws Houston Alexander on his square head. And uh, it made a sound. <laughs> it's not usually a pleasant <laughs> feeling when a canvas makes a sound. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I made a sound too. But <laughs> <laughs> the crowd went apeshit after they were they, booing they for really the round did. one. Um... What else happened here? This was a really nothing fight. It ended in a unanimous decision for uh, Kimbo. Yeah, pretty much. But that moment right there was worth it. <laughs> they pretty much like took all of the excitement of the fight and then just decided just to bottle it up into five seconds and give it to Kimbo. Because there was nothing else but that one moment. And oh my god, that one moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, We get... Our main event, the moment we've all been waiting for, the finals of Tough 10. Mm-hmm. Roy Nelson versus Brendan Schaub, and we get a hype video. 
documenting yeah. the backgrounds of these two. Would you like to go into the hype video? Um, yeah, pretty much. You know, each fighter is in their location of residence. Mm -hmm. um, Brennan Schaub out of Denver, Colorado. Um, Big Country Nelson out of Las Vegas. Yeah, and yeah. it's pretty much nearly the same. You see them training. You see them, you know, getting into shape and uh, <laughs> spending time with their significant others. And That was weird. Try. I've never seen that ever before. Oh, really? Yeah, this was, like, new to me, showing the wives and slash girlfriend of fighters. <laughs> Unless the girlfriend is a fighter as well, you, you kind of don't do that, right? Right, right. Um, you are not giving this just you're not doing this uh segment justice because <laughs> the the brendan shop part of this is is normal yeah and then the big country was kind of weird <laughs> yeah i'll let you take that one <laughs> roy nelson does not look as cool I, i'm sorry roy if you're listening to this i love you you're one of my favorite fighters ever but roy nelson does not look as cool throwing fucking punches at the air in the rocky state of Nevada, in glasses and and fucking weird hats and all that shit, Brendan Schaub when he does it, at least he kind of looks like a he, he's doing it in a gym, which helps. A, B, he's wearing his fight gear and not wearing some shitty glasses as well. Three, he's doing it to a punching bag. Roy Nelson is yep. doing it in the air and um. Then they show him riding his car, which I forgot what it was. It was a Dodge. I know that much. Yep. Then they show Rowan Nelson hugging his dog. And then they show his wife. I don't remember what his wife said. She... I don't want to yeah. say anything. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Then the final scene of this hype video is Rowan Nelson punching a, a punch dummy. Or a boxing dummy. And the boxing dummy goes down with one punch which was pretty cool yep <laughs> referee for this fight is herb dean round one ron nelson shoots for a takedown but brendan's brendan shop stuffs it and lands combos which i thought all right roy could be done here um mm -hmm. joe rogan calls roy nelson fat and directly here he says mm -hmm. um he says because roy i think is trying to take homie down Mm -hmm. Or he he does take him down. And then Joe Rogan is like, yeah, that, that big gut really helps Roy Nelson pin down opponents. And I was like, all right, you might as well just call him fat now. Uh, Brendan tries to explode out of it, but he, he couldn't manage to the first two times and finally does on the third. Yep. Signature punch by Brendan Schaub, the one-two. Roy Nelson doesn't feel it. Roy Nelson then throws an overhand punch that kind of rocks Brendan Schaub. But Brendan rocks Roy Nelson with a counterhook. And now Joe Rogan just directly calls him fat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a, but like, he doesn't get knocked. He, he probably won't get knocked down with all this fat. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. <laughs> uh, as Joe Rogan is calling this dude fat, Roy faints two jabs. He goes 1-1, one, one, but doesn't really land them. And then he just throws an overhand from hell and knocks Brendan. He literally spins Brendan Shop around. Like, if you've ever played Punch-Out, with when you do an uppercut punch, the fighter spins, 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 and then drops to the ground. This is pretty much what happened to Brendan Shop. Oh my god, he... 
He pretty much did like the owl thing where they turn their heads behind their exactly. entire bodies. Like, my God, man. Fucking power on this dude. And Roy so Nelson. So much power. Roy Nelson wins by knockout. Your winner. And the winner of The Ultimate Fighter Season 10. Much to Dana White's dismay. <laughs> you have no idea. Roy <laughs> Nelson. And then we get the most awesome fucking post-fight interview I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Up until this show, apparently. <laughs> because, yeah. yeah. Um, Roy says, can I get out of here? I want Burger King. And then he shits on Kimbo because Joe Rogan asks him, hey, you came in there with the most experience. How do you feel? And Ronas is like, me? Nah, I think Kimbo has the most experience, right? Then why are the cameras on him all the time? And then he shits on everyone, basically. And when Joe Rogan asks him, what do you want to do next? Roy says, whatever the, the management gives me, I'm going to fight. And yeah. that's about it for Mr. Roy Nelson. Yep. <laughs> J.D. Vexen. Hello. I dragged you into this fucking show. You did. Now that the season is over, how did you feel about it? I was very much entertained, especially since this is my first time actually really diving into the fighter world. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't really know what to expect. I had some interest in fighting because I played, you know, video games with that stuff, and I'm always entertained by, like, YouTube compilations and stuff. But this was my first time actually watching a TV series, and, you know, I gotta say, it, it took me. I would be more than happy to go back and watch all of the other seasons that this show has to offer uh you see this is the most highly rated season oh is it yeah well i guess it's a good thing we chose that <laughs> one then <laughs> but we are gonna come back with another season yeah yeah we are gonna do the conor mcgregor uriah faber tough 22 i believe it was Europe versus the USA. Um, mm -hmm. Let me tell you, it might not be as exciting as this one. Well, me, wait, let me take that back. I think, I think it matches up. I think it matches up in terms of excitement. Except yeah. the fighters here, the the coaches, I mean, are not gonna fight at the end because Conor McGregor at this point is pretty much scheduled to fight Aldo. As soon as Aldo comes back from injury. And Uriah Faber is... Let's be honest. If Uriah Faber fought Conor McGregor at that time, wouldn't end well for Uriah Faber. But the trash talk was on because it's Conor McGregor. Yep. The trash talk was on because Team USA had uh, a few a few personalities. So did Team, Re Team Europe. Which we'll get into later when we watch this together, J.D. Vexen. How do you feel about yes. Conor McGregor, your favorite fighter ever? My favorite fighter <laughs> ever. <laughs> um, well, he's pretty much one of the few that I know by name because, you know, again, you just kind of see him everywhere aside from the actual fights that he's in. Right, yeah, exactly. And I... I don't know if there's much more to say other than I'm interested to see what he's like outside of the ring and stuff. Because if he's the way he is inside, who knows what he's like outside. <laughs> I think you're going to love this season. <laughs> All right. Let me tell you that much. All right. We'll see you guys later. Yep. <laughs>